0: Hey there, Ross. Hope you're enjoying your Wednesday in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, with a high of 57 degrees and just a few clouds this morning, it sounds like a pretty nice day, and it'll clear up by evening, too.
0: Perfect weather to catch up on the latest news. And speaking of news... Google is stepping into new territory, testing a generative AI platform with small publishers. They're asking these newsrooms to publish three AI-assisted articles daily, promising feedback and analytics in return.
1: It's an interesting move that aims to bolster local journalism using public data sources. But it's not without its controversies, especially concerning the potential impact on journalism jobs. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. You're listening to Ahead of the Curve from PocketPod News.
0: Moving on, artificial intelligence isn't just making waves in journalism. It's also causing a stir in politics as AI-powered chatbots generate false information about the U.S. presidential primaries.
1: Misleading voters with false polling places and inaccurate voting processes, these findings from the AI Democracy Projects highlight the urgent need for accountability in how these chatbots are managed.
0: Lastly, let's talk about bumble-facing financial turbulence. The online dating platform reported a $32 million net loss for Q4 2023 and announced a workforce reduction of about 350 employees as part of an app overhaul plan.
1: With amplified competition and slumping revenues from younger users less willing to pay for premium features, Bumble's challenges reflect broader trends in the dating app industry.
0: This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to pocketpod.app to join the wait list. In the ever-evolving landscape of journalism, a new player is stepping in with the promise of revolutionizing news production.
1: That's right. Google is rolling out an initiative to integrate generative AI into newsrooms. They're offering financial incentives to small publishers to test an AI platform designed to assist in creating news articles.
0: But this move isn't without its controversies. There's a growing concern among journalists and industry insiders about what this means for the future of journalism and the role of human journalists in it.
1: Despite Google's assurances that this tool is meant to support, not replace, journalists, there are fears that it could lead to a trend of diminishing human involvement in news production.
0: To dive deeper into this topic, we're joined by PocketPod News visiting business analyst Anthony Byers. Anthony, can you shed some light on how this generative AI platform works and what its implications could be for journalism?
2: Absolutely, Jonathan. Google's initiative involves a novel generative AI platform tailored for newsroom operations, Essentially, the tech giant is incentivizing small publishers by offering them five-figure sums to test this platform. The expectations are clear. Those participating need to produce three AI-assisted articles daily. They're also tasked with providing Google with essential analytics and feedback, which is crucial for refining the tool further.
0: That sounds quite innovative but also a bit concerning. What are some of the apprehensions surrounding this? You're right.
2: There's a blend of anticipation and anxiety within the journalism community about this move. While Google pitches this as a lifeline for especially local publishers, enabling them to churn out content efficiently using public data, many are worried it heralds a slippery slope towards diminished human involvement in journalism. Critics fear that despite being framed as an assistive tool, it could lead to job losses and potentially dilute journalistic quality by prioritizing quantity or speed over depth and accuracy.
0: And how might this affect the broader landscape of online content?
2: Research has highlighted a concerning trend. Over half of the web content today consists of low-quality AI-translated material or clickbait transformed by similar technologies. With Google's generative AI stepping into news production, there's an apprehension that we might see an uptick in such content under the guise of journalism. This raises significant concerns about information quality and reliability across the Internet.
0: With these requirements for publishers using Google's AI tool, how deeply integrated do you think this tool could become in Newsroom's daily operations?
2: The integration could be quite profound, Jonathan. Beyond just producing three articles per day using the AI platform, publishers are expected to roll out weekly newsletters and monthly marketing campaigns as part of their agreement with Google. This level of integration suggests that Google's AI could become an indispensable part of the newsroom workflow, significantly impacting how stories are selected and reported. And what does this mean for the editorial process? Well, on one hand, Google's GenAI tool seems to offer efficiency gains by aggregating content from selected websites into a dashboard for editors. This could streamline article generation based on new posts, which are then refined before publication. However, it begs questions about originality and editorial oversight, key facets that define journalistic integrity. There has been some criticism towards Google's approach, too. Indeed, besides experimenting with a version of its search engine without a news tab, which itself drew ire, Google has been criticized for not requiring publishers using its Gen AI tool to label articles as AI generated. This lack of transparency has fueled skepticism about whether these initiatives truly serve traditional journalistic values or merely advance technological capabilities at their expense.
0: It seems like Google's venture into integrating generative AI in journalism is stirring quite a debate over automation versus human input in news production.
2: Precisely. While aiming to support quality journalism efficiently may appear noble on paper, significant concerns linger about job displacement, content originality, and maintaining journalistic standards amidst automation trends.
0: That was PocketPod News visiting business analyst Anthony Byers. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me, Jonathan.
0: Artificial intelligence is touching almost every aspect of our lives, but it seems there's a growing concern when it comes to voting information.
1: That's right. A recent report highlights how popular AI-powered chatbots like GPT-4 and Google's Gemini are often providing false or misleading responses about the voting process. This misinformation could potentially disenfranchise voters.
0: To delve deeper into this issue, we're joined by PocketPod News national political correspondent Don Gallup. Don, with Super Tuesday just around the corner and 15 states set to hold presidential nominating contests, how
3: significant is this concern? Jonathan, it's incredibly significant. This report lays bare the challenges we're facing with the proliferation of AI in our daily lives, especially when it comes to something as critical as voting. The study conducted by AI experts and bipartisan election officials found that popular chatbots like GPT-4 and Google's Gemini are often providing false or misleading information about voting processes. This isn't just about misinformation. It's about the potential disenfranchisement of voters who rely on these AI tools for accurate information.
0: That sounds troubling, Don. Can you give us more specifics
3: on how these chatbots are misleading voters? Sure, Jonathan. The chatbots, which are trained on vast amounts of Internet data, have been found to suggest non-existent polling places or provide outdated information regarding voter registration and polling times. This was particularly concerning because 15 states and one territory are gearing up for Super Tuesday next week, a crucial moment in our presidential nominating process. How did this issue come to light? Well, a group of election officials and AI researchers decided to test the accuracy of five large language models last month at Columbia University. They discovered that more than half of the responses generated by these chatbots were inaccurate. Even more concerning was that 40 percent of those responses were categorized as harmful because they perpetuated outdated or incorrect information.
0: What are tech companies doing in response to
3: these findings? Companies behind these AI technologies like OpenAI and Anthropic have acknowledged the issue and promised interventions. Meanwhile, Meta and Google have emphasized their ongoing efforts to improve their systems. However, there seems to be a variance in how seriously these companies perceive the problem and what they feel is their responsibility towards mitigating it.
0: How does this situation impact our democracy?
3: Incorrect answers from chatbots about voting processes could amplify threats to democracy by spreading misinformation widely. An example given was misinformation about Nevada's same-day voter registration that could confuse voters due to inaccuracies from AI sources. This situation highlights a broader challenge in ensuring the integrity of information within our electoral processes.
0: With no specific laws regulating AI in politics, what role does self-regulation play here?
3: In lieu of concrete legislative action regulating AI use in politics, tech companies have mainly relied on self regulation through voluntary PACs. However, following this report's findings on chatbot inaccuracies, there are growing questions about the effectiveness of these self regulatory measures. And finally, what's the public perception around this issue? There is widespread concern among U.S. adults regarding AI tools spreading false information during elections. Not surprisingly, politicians are also experimenting with this technology, despite public apprehension and evidence of misuse. Yet there remains a conspicuous lack of legislative action aimed at regulating AI's role in politics, a gap that needs addressing if we're to preserve electoral integrity.
0: It certainly sounds like an issue that warrants our attention ahead of Super Tuesday and beyond. That was PocketPod News, national political correspondent Don Gallup. Thanks for joining us today.
3: Thank you for having me, Jonathan.
0: The online dating scene is undergoing a seismic shift, and Bumble is right at the heart of it.
1: Absolutely. The company just released its fourth quarter results for 2023, and the numbers were frankly disappointing. A net loss of $32 million in revenue that didn't hit the mark has set off alarm bells.
0: And it's not just about the numbers. Bumble announced a workforce reduction of about 350 employees. That's almost 30% of its staff, alongside plans for a major app overhaul focusing on AI and safety features.
1: It's clear they're trying to pivot in response to not just these financial challenges, but also increasing competition from rivals like Match Group and changing tastes among users, especially the younger crowd.
0: To break this down further, we've got PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes joining us. Leah, Bumble's making big changes amid some tough competition. What's this mean for the future of online dating?
4: Absolutely, Jonathan. Um, Bumble's recent announcement paints a picture of a company at a crossroads. In the fourth quarter of 2023, they reported a $32 million net loss and revenue of $273.6 million. While this revenue did mark an increase from the previous year, it fell short of Wall Street expectations, leading to nearly a 10 percent drop in their stock after hours.
0: That's quite the financial hiccup. What about their decision to cut down on their workforce?
4: It's a significant move. The CEO, Lydiane Jones, announced that around 350 employees would be let go. That's about 30 percent of Bumble's workforce. It's clear they're aiming to slash costs and streamline operations to better navigate through these rough financial waters.
0: Streamlining operations seems to be just one part of their strategy. Can you talk more about the app overhaul they're planning?
4: Sure thing. Bumble is looking towards AI integration and enhanced safety features as its beacon for growth. These changes are targeted at attracting younger users who are increasingly concerned about safety and authenticity in online dating spaces. It shows Bumble is trying to stay agile and responsive to what users want today, which is crucial given the stiff competition they face.
0: Speaking of competition, how does Bumble stack up against giants like Match Group?
4: Match Group has been a formidable contender with its portfolio of dating apps like Tinder and Hinge, especially in wooing Gen Z users through aggressive marketing strategies. This competitive pressure underscores the challenges Bumble faces, not just in retaining user engagement, but also in growing its base amidst shifting market dynamics.
0: With Whitney Wolf Hurd stepping down and Lydian Jones taking over as CEO, how are these leadership changes affecting their strategy?
4: These leadership changes are part of an organizational reset aimed at steering Bumble through its current challenges towards growth. By bringing in four new C-suite executives since Jones took over, Bumble is signaling its commitment to revitalizing both its internal culture and market strategy. And what about
0: broader industry trends? How do they play into all this?
4: The online dating industry as a whole is seeing slower growth largely because younger users under 30 are less willing to pay for premium features. This hesitance illustrates a shift in user behavior that platforms like Bumble need to adapt to if they hope to keep pace with industry evolution.
0: Lastly, how are competitors adjusting their strategies in response?
4: Competitors like Tinder and Hinge are pivoting towards fostering long-term relationships and real-life interactions, recognizing that Gen Z prioritizes meaningful connections over casual encounters. These strategic shifts underscore the broader trend towards dating services that offer more than just matchmaking. They're creating communities.
0: Leah, it sounds like there are some turbulent yet transformative times ahead for Bumble and the online dating sector as a whole.
4: Absolutely, Jonathan. As Bumble navigates through layoffs, leadership shifts, and strategic overhauls amidst fierce competition and changing consumer behaviors, its success will hinge on how well it can adapt and innovate to meet the evolving needs of digital daters. That
0: was PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes. Thanks for joining us today.
4: Thanks for having me, Jonathan.
0: And that's Ahead of the Curve for Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And
1: I'm Steve Onsker.
0: Thank you for listening, Ross. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod Entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to PocketPod.app.